Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Tuesday, April 7th. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today are Category Manager for Children's Books, Sarah McDooling. Hello, Sarah. Hey. And we're also joined by Category Manager for Nonfiction, Joel Neum. Hello, Joel. Hi, Mark. Uh, So let's jump into it. Uh, Sarah, what have you brought today? Uh, Today, I wanted to talk about a recent crime read um, that I really, really loved from one of my favourite authors. The book is Gathering Dark, and the author is Candace Fox. Um, This book is just, it's everything that I pretty much expect now when I pick up the Candace Fox book, which is that it's like wild and zany and like full of dark humor and idiosyncratic characters and there's action and it's like impossible to put down and she has this great like one-two punch thing in her books where she's like does these shocking unexpected things but they're also sometimes quite funny so like I find myself sort of gasping and then laughing at the same time it's it's great um this book is her first, so she co-writes with James Patterson and with James Patterson she has written a book set in America um, called The Inn, but this is her first like solo written book that's not set in Australia. And um, I wasn't sure how I felt about that before reading it because, you know, her books have always had these, have always been like she has the Archer and Bennett series, which is kind of like, if you can imagine if Dexter was a girl and the whole thing was set in Sydney and it was a lot funnier. <laughs> um, that, that's her Archer and Bennett series. Um, and then she's got the Crimson Lake series, which is this amazing, like, odd couple crime-solving team out in, like, far north Queensland where people routinely get eaten by crocodiles. And he is, like, reviled throughout the Australia as a notorious killer, but he's actually innocent. And she is also, she's she's done time for a murder which she actually did commit. And she's a really, like, interesting character. Like, Zany talks in rhymes, has a bit of a Sherlock vibe. So, like, that's the sort of stuff she does. It's always been, um, you know, even with James Patterson, her first uh, trilogy with him was set in Australia and that was the Harry Blue series. So I associate her so much with like these Australian settings that um, it was one thing to read a James Patterson Candace Fox book that was set overseas and I loved it and it was amazing. But this one I was like, what's it going to be like? It is fantastic. And the the actually the setting being in LA, um, it really made me recognise something about her writing that I just had not tweaked on until now, which is that she has something of a lot of the traits that you find in like um, James Elroy or Elmore Leonard or like even um, like I can never say this guy's name but you know Fight Club guy Chuck Palamenon Palamenon <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like where it's just you know really dark but zany and like unexpected crime writing um, which I guess I would I guess previously I've had her so firmly in my mind as the if you're going to categorize Candace Fox you would categorize her as Australian crime in my head like in my bookseller head um 
but now I think she's kind of like now that she's not writing books solely set in Australia I just think she's it feels like she's leveling up into something um really different I, does that make sense <laughs> yeah did, do you know what this, I mean <laughs> yeah it sounds it sounds so exciting um I've not read any of her back catalog but you have absolutely sold it to me <laughs> she is so good like just to give you an idea of the the wildness like it's so, this book opens with uh the main character having a gun pointed at her head so you're you're straight in from like the first sentence and then what unfolds is this wild, like, it's kind of like a, a, a squad of women. The main character, uh, there's a couple of main characters, but the, one of the main characters is uh, sort of a year out of a ten year, a year out of prison after 10 years, um, where she was, she's known as um, the neighbour killer because she killed her neighbour, allegedly. Well, she was convicted of it. <laughs> um for making too much noise and then so you know we've all had neighbors who are like really yeah but as this story unfolds like her name is Blair she she was heavily pregnant the neighbors were making lots of noise and the way the world understands this case to have gone is that she just in a moment of crazy pregnant hormones marched next door with a gun and shot her neighbors for playing for being loud but that's not really how it happened. And so the cop who put her away is another main character, also a woman called Jessica. She's amazing. She's like just uh, – I just – I feel like I'm going to get too caught up telling you all of the characters. <laughs> There's four main ones. Two of them are ex-cons who Blair met in prison. One of them is called Snake, who's like – she's a junkie and she's – you know, she's trying to find her daughter, who's the one who held the gun on Blair in the first scene. So there's also a pet gopher called Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Ada gopher. is the fourth woman. She runs a strip club and is genuinely terrifying. It's wild. It's so wild, but it's also so clever and well-constructed, and you just fly through these books. Um, I, I, uh, love, I love Candace Fox. <laughs> Uh, sounds incredible, Sarah. Thank you so much for, for bringing that to us. <laughs> I, I think everybody's going to want to read that now. Um, all right. Uh, Joel Exotic, what have you brought for us? Joel Exotic. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very is much that, for that. Is that established now? That's your new name? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's, it's only because for, for those of you who, who have never seen Joel, he, he does have a blonde mullet. So. <laughs> Well, probably by the end of, of this isolation, I will. <laughs> uh, I had a number of phone calls, uh, social uh, Zoom calls over the weekend with friends where we were all um, talking about how we're going to have to cut our own hair. So you never know. <laughs> anyway, the book I've brought um, is a book I started over the weekend, which has been um, – recommended to me multiple times by multiple different people uh, and is right down in my cup of tea in terms of just a fun read, um, the kind of stuff I read for um, pleasure rather than just work. Uh, and it is called Recursion by Blake Crouch. It's oh, my God. I read this recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you I was pretty sure that you would have read it, Mark. So, um, oh my god, I loved it, but go on. <laughs> I'm enjoying it so much. It's a, it's totally, totally in my wheelhouse for types of books that I like. 
so it's the it's sci-fi um but it's contemporary as, as in set in contemporary um times or it feels like contemporary times and the opening is well the thing that you know about from the background is that there's this epidemic that they don't quite understand so um topical insofar as it's an it's a <laughs> seems like it's a disease at least at first um of fake fake memories so people um are developing false memories of a life they never really led and it feels totally real to them and they ha- they hold those memories simultaneously with their real memories um and it opens with a suicide attempt from a woman who remembers her entire life with a husband and son who don't exist and she's now living alone and um you know single and um her son doesn't exist and she is m- sort of mourning her 9-year-old son and she she's talking to the de- de- detec- detective that's trying to talk across the ledge it lost his daughter as well uh, and like they're talking about this idea of like loss and but she's saying you don't understand what it's like because no one no one alive remembers my kid um i can't talk to anybody about him and um it's a completely different type of loss and it's just it was a total gut punch as an opening and it but it's otherwise a thriller so it's got oh, wow. this like very interesting um philosophical sort of consequences for the concept at the core of the book but um very very interesting like pacey thriller very very page turning at the moment i'm totally gripped i i like usually takes me at least like 20% of a book to get really into it and i'll be slow getting into it and once i'm in i'm in but i was into this from the first chapter and it's very interesting so it it seems to be about sort of some intersection between human memory and time at the point that I'm at so um that I don't want I wouldn't give it away even if I knew what was happening so far <laughs> because I don't I want to spoil the mystery for anybody reading it but uh th- does that sound accurate mark I don't know <laughs> yeah I, I I'm not going to spoil it by by revealing what I know about what what's going on but it's um it's like you say it's so pacey and it's so thrilling and from that kind of cold open to where the book ultimately winds up you will never predict what the kind of final third of the book will actually be it's completely awesome. off the chart insane like amazing storytelling and just like i i think i read it in like 2 days i just had to keep going i couldn't stop um, yeah i'm i'm really gripped i i think i'll read it quite quickly now that i'm into it um and, and, and yeah the, the good thing with that is, is as soon as you finish Recursion, you can jump straight into his other book, Dark Matter, um, which is, it, it kind of plays around with a similar yet different premise, but it's just the same, like it's the same reading experience. It's that kind oh, of awesome. I've never read yeah. him before. I've heard of him for years and um, particularly recently, a lot of people have been talking about him, but um, yeah, just never got around to reading any of these books. So it's, What's it's his a name delightful again? discovery. Blake Crouch. Um, and is, it, is Dark Matter, is that the same as the show, Dark Matter? Is it based on his book? No. I don't think okay. so. He did co-create a TV show uh, called Good Behaviour. Oh, I know that sure. show. And um, I'm not sure that's got anything to do with 
There's a show called Wayward Pines, which is based on another book of his. Which ah, I okay. Yeah. So got I remember it, that it. when that came out. That that's sort of like Twin Peaksy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So it's got that that like really interesting mystery and atmosphere, but it's very but a very pacey plot. It's a really co- it's a really good combination of factors for like a pleasure. It sounds movie. so good. Yeah, and it's just, really like, fun. Without revealing anything, I like I can just say that like it's satisfying. Like yeah, yeah. That's what I want. That's I, I sort of already trust him to do that at this point. I feel like you're in the hands of someone very assured, and it's just really um, solid. You know, it there are there are sometimes there are books that have a great concept that you don't trust that the author's going to be able to pull it off at the end. But I feel like he knows where he's going with this book. So yeah, absolutely. It's he's, a very he's... that that is a very nice feeling when you're just reading something for pleasure and you don't want to take a risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's really a writer who is right now at the height of his powers. Like, he's just so good at what he does. And yeah. just having read, I, I read Recursion and Dark Matter very close together. And it's just like a one-two punch of just really amazingly crafted storytelling. Um, not a word is wasted in either of those books. They're, they're Excellent. Great. Well, yeah. what, a, what, a, what a joy I have ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I am sold on this. You... That you spoke about that so well i'm very um intrigued excellent all right well some great recommendations there um we uh started in this podcast just having a bit of a chat about things that have brought us joy while we're isolated um sarah do you have something that's brought you joy over the past past few days uh yeah so it's another sad insight into my isolated life but um (laughs) i have been trying to so it's a kind of a twofold thing I have been trying to like make use of my Nutribullet to make like smoothies um Mm. so I've been investigating like other smoothies than the ones I would normally make like just different recipes and stuff but I also hate going to the shops now because it feels like a death march into danger so I instead decided to just really um like take apart my whole pantry and get a better idea of what I actually have because I have a really disorganised pantry and I never can remember which spices and which, you know, ingredients I have. So over the weekend I took everything out and I organised it all and put it back in and now literally every time I open the pantry I am filled with joy. It looks so good. (laughs) It's so so beautiful. (laughs) And that's that's my moment of joy. Brilliant. Joel, do you excellent have moment of joy. <laughs> I have been fully intending and thinking, both me and my partner have been thinking that we would be definitely doing a whole bunch of, um, you know, fixing things, cleaning up, tidying, now that we have more time at home, and neither of us have done that. So we've had to acknowledge that time wasn't ever the issue when it came to that stuff. <laughs> I'm sure it would bring me joy if I did it, but, you know. <laughs> uh, the thing that is bringing my, me joy is the, the, the same as my book recommendation honestly it's getting back into fiction uh in for pleasure i have i've got two small children and i have very little time outside of work usually to read but because there's so much screen time at the moment for the children <laughs> we can't leave the house um and some of that screen time is stuff that i am not at all interested in watching uh, and I still have to sit with the children while they do it. <laughs> I'm, I just started reading, and it, it 
it, I forget what a joy it is. Because like before I um, had this job, I was working in book publishing and mostly publishing fiction. And so when I was doing that, I didn't have very much time to read for pleasure then either. And it's, it is just such a joy, such a joy. It really, so it really. If you, if you like reading any kind of fiction and you have just a little bit of extra time, I just so I know this sounds really obvious, but I <laughs> ever had any doubt. I don't think anyone's this. But you can you can forget. So many things get in the way of picking up a book, particularly um, for but, pleasure. You know, just purely yeah. read something purely for pleasure. Like, don't try and make it a eating your green situation where it has to somehow also better you as a person. Don't do any of that. So, uh, just you know, get it done. Read, read something, something that's purely for Yeah. And and I sometimes get paralysed by choice as well. Like I think working working as a bookseller, we get so many we get so many books to read, and we are surrounded by opportunities to buy more. So I I don't have a shortage of books to choose from. And sometimes mm. I literally just paralysed by choice. Like I feel like I have to pick the perfect book for this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't actually have to. You just pick up whatever strikes your fancy a little bit and give it a go. And if it's not working for you, put it down and pick up something else. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to quickly share um, something that, that brought me joy yesterday, kind of neatly dovetails with what you're both talking about, uh, which is that I, I moved house about a week ago, and yesterday was the day that I unboxed all my books and reorganized them oh. on my bookshelf. Oh, wow. Uh, such a good feeling. You have that to really, put a photo that really ties of together bookshelf. both mine and Sarah's joy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I want to see, okay? You've got to put a photo in. Okay, I'll 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 take a, I'll take a photo and put it on the chat. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Joel and Sarah, for joining us today. Pleasure. And uh, if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can do so right now for free on our SoundCloud. And we will be back at the same time tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Booktopian. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.